Carlos, I've got a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Your delivery of wine from graze.com. Uh, I don't get it. That's because it's not a joke. Australian wine delivery of... <laughs> That was terrible. Oh, I wrote that. Australian wide delivery of unbelievable wine at a fraction of the cost, mostly at auction with no reserve. So that isn't the joke. Uh, not technically, but I tell you what is a joke. The price is compared to Grey's. There you go. Buy the wine, drink the wine at Grey's.com. Hello, everybody listening or watching. Uh, welcome to Got Some. Welcome back, Carlos, to a new studio, mate. How are you? I'm very good, Angus. Um, nice to see you again, as always. I tried to find the most intimate setting because wine is romantic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Wine is romantic. The, the setting is even more romantic. Oh. We're so close right now and we're not even facing each other anymore. You want to face me? No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Side by side, you know. Side by side. Brothers in arms as we mm. try and find the best $30 or less bottle of wine in the country. That is our goal. We're halfway through. I just remind everyone, our top three is on our Instagram. Uh, they are slightly different, but we do both agree the number one so far is the Chateau Madrac 2017. He's a killer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. There was someone else posting uh, this week as well. Yeah, that's right. We had our, our boy Maddie Poole and his partner Tammy Hembrow, who at the moment is uh, pregnant, so she wasn't drinking along. But she did smell it and said it smelled amazing, which was one of the highlights of that bottle for sure. Um, let's get into this bottle of wine, which we've never tried this variety on the podcast. It's uh, The producer is Eden Hall, but how do I even say the type of wine this is? Grüneveltliner. Grüneveltliner. Perfect. Thank you very much. So it is a traditionally Austrian wine, is that correct? Or is uh, that yes. Well, I mean, Grüneveltliner is yeah, originally Austrian, at least the most widely blended grape in Austria. Uh, but Veltliner or Velt, also uh, thought to be from northern Italy, from oh. the region of Valtellina. So if you were going to say, like, you know, as a master som who's tried out most bottles of or most producers of this wine, what's your favourite? Because I, I always find it interesting, like you say, your favourite wines are German, uh, your favourite red was... Um, uh, Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. So north of Italy, that's Piemonte. Right. Yeah, Piemonte, that's right. Where's your favourite region for Grüneveltliner? <laughs> So I would go for I would go for uh, Wachau, for example. You know, Emmerich Knoll. So it's a uh, it's a really really good producer, very very small producer. Oh, that's the producer. That's specifically the bottle. Wachau is the region. Okay. And uh, Emmerich Knoll, it's the producer. Um. All right. So uh, I did read a little bit up on uh, this wine type, and they say that it has a similar body to like a Sauvignon Blanc or a Riesling. Um, how do you immediately differentiate the two when doing a blind tasting? Yeah, you you are right. That's uh, could be somehow between a Sauvignon Blanc and a Riesling. Uh, not quite as aromatic and pungent as a Sauvignon Blanc uh, in terms of herbaceous and herbal aromas, mm -hmm. um, but also not quite as high acidity and sharp as a Riesling. So somewhere in between. Uh, a little bit less aromatic, uh, a little bit of that ground white pepper, usually a little bit. So that's typical from, from a Grunewaldliner. Let's see. Well, let's see what an Australian one does from the Eden Valley, South Australia. That's it. Where do we start, Carlos, as we assess to find out if this is the best $30 bottle of not only Grunewaldliner in Australia, but wine? Okay. Well, I just did a little read up on them. So apparently uh, they won vineyard of the year in Australia. So, I mean... Oh, did they? Yeah, Max Allen, apparently. Do you know what? I find the gold, bronze, silver medal systems on wine bottles are wild. I guess it really depends who is judging, who is awarding and all of that. 
Uh, this was awarded by Max Allen, um, so you know, as a, a very respect to that, yeah, yeah. A respected journalist. So I think because sometimes you see like a bottle of wine and it'll have like four gold stickers on it, and you're like, oh, this looks good, and then you l- read the tiny fine print and it says like, <laughs> you know, the Wood End Fair 2006, and you're like, really? Let's see. Apparently, yes, uh, very much on sustainable. Uh, vineyards and you know a lot of a lot of hard work in the, in the soil. So okay. that, that's good. Excited to try this. Well, let's do our appearance first. Appearance-wise, I mean, you know, this pale lemon color try to capture the tears here. Usually, you know, Grunewald Liner, and especially especially when it comes from Wachau, you know, there's different um, harvesting times. So this one, I mean, just looking at the glass uh, and the legs. There's no really a fast running tears or thick no. tears, so I would not assume that there's much, you know, either ripeness or sweetness in the grapes. And alcohol-wise, maybe 12, 12.5, but without looking at the label. Um, tw- yeah, 12.3, so 12.5% of alcohol, so that, yeah, that might make sense. And I'm assuming that it probably will drown a palate. But until then, let's just uh, now smell. Yeah, I think like a Grunewald Liner, he has that, uh, I think primary is more like that fresh white root vegetable, you know, the, the radish, the um, uh, lentil, almost a lentil lentil thing. Not even close. What are you talking about? You have to go beyond, uh, you have to go beyond uh, just, the, you know, because otherwise it will be all very, very, very similar if you just have the, you know, the apple, the pear, the lemon, the lime. Okay, but they exist in this though as well. They, they do exist in this one, but I think, you know, now more, uh, uh, you know, a different approach and go straight yeah. to what dif- differentiates the wine. Because okay. now I think, you know, after so many episodes already, I think it's important that we go to what the wine should be differentiating one from the other. I do definitely get like, um, I do think apples in here for sure, like crisp green apple. Crisp green apple, I mean, uh, I think it's not just the green tart apple. I think it's a little bit riper than, uh, yeah, yellow apple more than green apple. You know, green apple for me totally makes me, you know, think of uh, very sharp high acidity and really that green, you know, Riesling, Riesling style. This is, it's a little bit riper than that. So a little bit more riper yellow apple, even a touch of quince, like fresh quince. Funny enough, we have some quince now, quince now at the restaurant and it's so ripe, they're so juicy. It's like you touch and they actually kind of, you know, you, you print your fingers on the, on them. Uh, not that type of quince. It's much fresher. I don't even know what quince looks like. If you if I had a, a, a lineup of fruit in front of me or vegetables. You would not be quince? No, I only know it as like Maggie Beer's quince that goes on my saladas with some cheese. <laughs> quince to me is a brown, thick sort of, yeah. oh, producer Amelia, show me. It looks like a pear. Between a pear and an apple. 10,000 bucks and four fruits in front of me, I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah. No way would I have guessed it looked like a pear. And he smells a lot like quince, actually. Make sure you head to our Instagram because we'll put a little photo up right here of what a quince looks like. And please, in the comments, let us know if uh, you knew what a quince looked like. Yeah. And then past that, I think that, and, you know, as we said, the yellow apple, the quince, uh, I find a little bit of um, uh, spice in it as well, which could mm. be, again, from the varietal. A touch of white pepper, uh, you know how in Syrah you find more grounded black pepper. Here is a little bit more white pepper. Is it time to taste, dear friend? Yeah, time to taste. Cheers. Cheers. Saud. Saud. I'll 
have something to say on body as we get to that. This is a little bit more on the savory side, almost like a little salty. Oh, like minerality more than... Mm, yeah, it could be considered minerality, but I think it's just more from the varietal as well. It's more savory than sweet. You know, for example, with the Riesling, you can find sweet notes of um, apple or or the panna cotta or even, you know, when it comes to spearmint, you know, it's a more sweet sense. Yeah. Here for me, it's the opposite. It's more a savory... Okay. herbal and vegetal scents so it's closer to the Riesling sorry to the Sauvignon Blanc but with Sauvignon Blanc you would have a lot of uh, asparagus almost and bell pepper and a lot more herbaceous here it's uh, kind of more vegetal and root vegetable in my opinion and that grounded white pepper yeah. but we should also tackle the tax the texture please sweetness I mean sweetness is uh, it is dry it's dry so yeah. it's a dry wine acidity you see acidity lacks the acidity of a Riesling uh, which which is also always very very high and uh, this one yeah this one is a medium acidity Chenon Blanc Riesling Sauvignon Blanc they all pretty high in acid Chenon Blanc being probably the like really that strong backbone of acidity here it's uh, it's kind of a little bit more mellow that may also indicate you know the fruit profile that we were picking with a riper yellow apple rather than the green tart yellow apple, that can also you know lead you to medium acidity rather than high acidity. That just means as well the climate, perhaps a gentle touch warmer than you would find in you know typical Riesling uh, regions, which Eden Valley is one, but also you know not quite as sharp in my opinion, uh, sharp high acidity as you find in Clay Valley right next door. Eden Valley uh, usually a gentle more richer and textural Riesling. In my opinion. Anything else to assess on this? Uh, the body. Body, body yeah. yeah. So the body's actually thicker than I thought. Um, it's got, for me, and you'll please obviously tell me I'm wrong, we're learning, but I get like a sort of fattiness to the body. That's true. Actually, it's true. Is uh, But again, that goes also back to the initial flavor profile that we picked in the wine with the yellow apple, with the, with the quince. So therefore, if there's more ripeness, there's more heat, there's more sunlight, that just brings more texture to the wine, therefore decreases also the acidity and enriches the body. This is obviously a South Australian wine. Um, would you say that this is keeping in line with the traditional values of a Grunewaldliner? Yeah, I think it's pretty well made. You know, is I if I'm tasting this uh, and if I do a blind tasting, you know, that you could put this in different parts of the world. I would not think of Eden Valley for Grunewaldliner. However, you know, uh, I would I would struggle to place this anywhere i would probably think is a good from austria and i think it's well made you know you, you have that savory root vegetable on the palate at the end which i think is very characteristic from uh, grunewaldina so that's fantastic and what are we eating with this i would go for a prawn salad why not brown salad Pr prawn oh my a prawn, prawn. salad prawn salad you said and, a brown uh, salad i'm like what are you what's a brown salad a prawn salad prawn salad okay. and uh you know a cocktail a bit sauce of avocado. yeah that yes yeah, sweet uh could be avocado sauce yeah. now are we going to change our top three of course carlos's top three being the macho gaucho at three the sc Pinel tempranillo and the number one the chateau Ho madrac does it change your top three for you not at this stage i think we we stick with the top three shout out to you eden hall um for this wine Fantastic, less than 30 bucks as well. But um, yeah, it doesn't change my top three at this stage either. Uh, for the next four weeks, uh, we are going to be taking your suggestions on what wine you want to hear us tasting by Master Sommelier under 30 bucks. As always, our Patreon members get first choice. So maybe consider becoming a member now. Uh, hit the link. The way, the way that we thought that this could be cool is like, imagine you've been drinking the same bottle of wine for so long. You love it. It's your staple. It's your table wine. 
and you don't really know why you love it. To have a master sommelier like Carlos, one of less than 300 in the world, taste test your favorite wine could be really cool. So over the next four weeks, the next month uh, are going to be your picks and our Patreon members obviously get the first taste. So let's get into that. Um, the next month on Got Some and the first one is going to be for our boy Phil Conway. Oh, We do love Phil um, and we'll have a story about Phil as well, something very generous he did recently. Uh, we're doing a Montepucciano. Vino Noble de Montepucciano. Whatever. Nice. We'll do that next week on Got Some. Until then. Awesome. Salud. Cheers, Angus. If all this talk on this episode about good quality wine has you wanting to wet the whistle, head to graze.com. What's wetting your whistle? Like a referee? You don't know, do you? No. Have you never heard of wet the whistle? <laughs> no. no. Uh, what's the whistle equi- is a, like yeah, yeah, uh, the whistle, okay. yeah? Well, what's the equivalent of saying like desperate for a drink in Portuguese? Right. Shall you deceive? Well, that. We can also attest to the Australia-wide delivery of your wine in one piece and always protected. The bottles that we drink on the episode are most likely bought from Grey's and always arrive on time and in great nick. Buy the wine, drink the wine at Grey's.com.